Hi, this is Lindsay Miller, and you're listening to the Arkansas Times Week Interview Podcast on Friday, September the 7th. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about all the latest big developments on the public corruption front, including the sentencing of John Woods to 18 years in prison. Whoa! Also, a we'll talk about a circuit judge ruling that issue one, the so-called tort reform amendment, among other things, referred by the legislature, is unconstitutional. And the first cut of Medicaid recipients from the rolls because of work requirement rules. I'm joined as usual by Max Bradley. So let's talk corruption. Big big headline of the week. Federal judge Timothy Brooks of Fayetteville sentenced former Senator John Woods to 220 months. 18 years plus four. And ordered him to pay $1.6 million in restitution. All this, of course, for masterminding kickback schemes uh, involving state money. The judge seemed truly offended by John Woods and apparently went on at sentencing some great length about his depravity and the grotesque nature of the crime. One of my favorite parts was, you know, he he had two big beneficiaries of money. One was Ecclesia College. I gather we've been mispronouncing that all this time. I don't know what an Ecclesia is. And also Ameriworks, which is one of this preferred family health care related Rusty Cranford Enterprises. <clears throat> and the, so Rusty Cranford, they decided they didn't want the, the Ameriworks money because the, the heat was on by then. And so John Woods cooked up a scheme to re-steal it, as the judge said. I mean, his, his this was a guy who lived to steal money. That's all he did. I mean, who knows how he turned bad, but boy, he turned bad. And I, as of yet, nobody has found up a white-collar crime sentence as long as this anywhere in the United States. I mean, he hammered him. And uh, 18 years in the federal system, he'll have to serve 15. Now, he's going to appeal. And there are some points in his appeal. I think this screwed-up FBI agent who was not allowed to testify in the trial because he'd mishandled evidence in the case. There are going to be some some points. But still, the the case is pretty clear. I mean... John Woods guided state money to this little college, and the college president paid it back to his best man in his wedding, who was a supposed consultant, and then the guy paid out kickbacks, bribes. You know, it's just it's pretty much open and shut, really. So, so. the the other thing that, that was big, especially for folks like us who've been following this closely, is that uh, before the sentencing, the judge unsealed uh, federal court records some 500 pages and it was just full of juice yeah so much and so many crimes and unethical behavior that by woods and others and and, and others and that's the that was the point to me is is and let's let's even stipulate there were no more crimes outlined in these hundreds of pages there was sexual misconduct there was vote trading of the worst sort. There's a pretty clear evidence in this, I think. Again, understanding we're using the words of liars and crooks, but still, that that we probably passed the Medicaid expansion by dint of, of Rusty Cranford's scheme to make a bunch of money off behavioral health services. He lined up people in support of that, and then they traded that for votes on the Medicaid expansion. And everybody was making money on the deal. It was all a bunch of log rolling and back scratching. And even if it wasn't a criminal kickback scheme, it just makes you want to take a shower. It's so filthy. Yeah. And and we know that that Rusty. Uh, we know that John Woods uh, essentially offered 
tried to get Jim Hendren to bribe him to get out of a Senate a potential Senate race with him. Jim Hendren turned it down, told prosecutors about it, but refused to cooperate with the FBI and wiring himself so he could record uh, John Woods and, and then served with him for four more years. And as far as we know, uh, never said a peep to anybody about what a crooked SOB he was. And furthermore, his uncle, Asa Hutchinson, held a fundraiser for uh, for Woods the day before he decided the heat was too great and he better get out of the race after all. I mean, there's there was another legislator unnamed, we haven't identified him yet, who was uh, told, here's what you got to do to deal with your money problems. You got to hire yourself out as a consultant to a nonprofit. Well, in other words, be bribed by a nonprofit through a sham consulting arrangement like John Woods ran. It's just, it's just one thing after another. And then, of course, there's Jeremy Hutchinson all over the place doing all kinds of crummy deals. Well, right. We, we didn't record last week, so that meant that we didn't well, we talk about the news <laughs> yeah, that the new Hutchinson was indicted. Um, though, though not for uh, anything to do with Rusty Cranford. No, this was just garden variety taking a quarter million dollars worth of campaign money and spending it on himself, which is illegal, and not declaring the taxes on it. This was similar to former Senator Paul Bookout's right. convention. But it all, did not get, and, and my sources were careful to ensure me that they're still investigating the question of whether the half million in legal fees he got from Rusty Cranford was uh, preferred family health were in fact bribes for legislative work and it so happens today just before i walked in here i wrote about a lawsuit that's been filed by preferred family health against hutchinson for this case in which he did no legal work and it cost them three hundred thousand dollars in a default judgment up in batesville uh because he never turned up in court of course i mean he he might have filed one pleading or another so he that might have been the one time he did any work at all but it cost him three hundred eighty thousand dollars. the funny thing about this case is is uh they're also trying to get money out of his former law firm nate Steele's law firm and nate Steele is saying whoa unclean hands we don't have to pay anything here everybody was crooked up there hutchinson was in cahoots with a preferred family hutchinson himself said he shouldn't have to pay because of unclean hands he said we're just all crooks at this operation i guess I mean, this is essentially a suit about getting claiming some insurance money, but but the suit goes on to say and mention that he was paid three hundred eighty thousand dollars that the company can find in its records, and no evidence he did any legal work for it. So, if it wasn't a bribe, what was it? So, uh, as we've said, these documents suggest a lot of other just incredibly shady behavior. The the feds haven't said, but have given all indications that they are continuing to investigate this. The attorney general, the deputy deputy attorney general said investigation is ongoing into legislators. So, you know, it's impossible to predict what this means. uh, What I was going to ask is politically now, does this have, I mean, we're, we're getting close to, an election you would wish and and the democratic party seems to be making a push toward making corruption a centerpiece of their campaigns they have a small problem there's some there's some democrats involved too now to this point the republicans have been the leaders i think it's fair to say and this nest of corruption in northwest arkansas and i think the great overlooked thing here is the fact that all of the people that were part of the Ecclesia corruption thing 
are, are standing silent. I mean, I don't mean to say Charlie Collins, Bart Hester, Cecile Bledsoe, Bob Ballinger, and the list goes on and on, are guilty of crimes, but they pumped money into that crooked little college. They pumped and they passed bills that would have set them up to get untold riches from medical marijuana and from higher education appropriations. And sent and, money to this nutty uh, and sent money Saline to this, County. You know, this nutty health outfit down in Saline County. And not a one of them has called for the money to be repaid by these crooks. And not a one of them has said, gee, I was sorry. And, I mean, if anything, they seem to be proud about it. Randell Shelton got six years this week. John Woods, middleman, bagman on the money. He said he's proud of the work he did for Ecclesia. The only money he got for them was was stolen money, for the most part. The judge wasn't buying it, by the way. And I mean, he he gave him six years because he wasn't as big a player as John. But six years is a pretty good jolt. And Randell Shelton said he he'd hated to have to leave his family. He should be able to serve it on house arrest. And Cummins Prison is full of about ten thousand people that have family too. Uh, it's disgusting. The political problem with They're all this, good Christians, too, by the way. Sure. The political problem with this might be that it's just, it's complicated and so, it's just so vast. Well, it's it has reached the point, I think, and it's funny, I gave a little speech to the Rotary Club yesterday, and I, and I, I, I talked about how I, I kind of was no longer in the I'm against term limits camp because this is just a way to throw all the bums out. And it, and I, it was universally agreed upon. I think the answer here to use this, unfortunately, is kind of the Trumpian way to use it, which is they're all crooks. And you got to just drain the swamp. And, you know, and, and there might be some innocent collateral casualties, but they just all got to go. I mean, th- this notion that we don't want to have term limits because we got to keep these guys' expertise in office longer. <laughs> That's my answer to that. All right, well, that's a good point to transition into our second topic, and that's that Circuit Judge, Bosque County Circuit Judge Mackie Pierce this week agreed that Issue 1, which is the proposed limit on lawsuits and legislative takeover of court rulemaking, was unconstitutional. Well, he's exactly right. I mean, this is one of those plain language cases. The Arkansas Constitution says you shouldn't present amendments to the voters that are more than one topic, and this has four of them. There have been subsequent court rulings that have said, well, if if multiple issues are, are, are reasonably related, you can have multiple things. But this is this is a wide range. It, it has a cap on damages, a cap on attorneys' fees. It uh, lets the legislature take over court rulemaking. It changes the legislative procedure for votes to changes in, in court practices. So he's exactly right. However, it will be appealed to the Arkansas Supreme Court and the Supreme Court is nothing if not deferential to the legislature. This was a legislatively approved amendment, not a popular. The court has been very hard on popular amendments, but not so hard on legislative amendments. And in this day and time, they're particularly solicitous to the legislature because the legislature is always threatening to do things to them. And, and so I don't, I don't think it's anything like a sure thing that Mackie Pierce will be upheld. There's some conflict issues at work here. Uh, the Chief Justice has spoken out against the court rule takeover part of the measure. Hadn't said how he'd vote on it, but uh, he doesn't like that part of it. Uh, Sean Womack, uh, Justice on the Supreme Court, has long been a proponent of the things that are in this amendment. I guess I'm 
be willing to bet he won't get off the case, though he certainly should if if appearance of bias is a problem. Uh, Dan Kemp has a family member who works in a law firm that is trying to protect the amendment. I mean, there's just there's just all kinds of messes in this. But do you want Asa Hutchinson to appoint somebody to fill in seats over an elected justice? I think I'd rather have the elected people vote whatever their potential appearance of conflict is because political appointment in this case is no better because it'll 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 be somebody who has Ace's view of the of the situation. So uh I just don't know. It's 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 a mess. But uh, and you know there are a lot of people who thought they shouldn't have filed this lawsuit, that it would be better to go ahead and try and beat it. I mean there's a pretty substantial campaign that's against it, the addition of pro life people against the amendment because of the cap on damages have, is is a benefit to those who oppose it, and if it is beaten in the court, if the Supreme Court does keep it off, they'll come back with something again. Whereas if you beat it at the polls, that might really beat it for good, or at least that's that's one theory. But uh, in any event, it's uh, it does at least point out that the voters are being gold on this, and that's that's certainly true. Okay, uh, finally, Arkansas cut more than 4,500 people from Medicaid coverage this week or on Saturday for failing to qualify with computer-only reporting on uh, their work situation. And we don't have any idea if these people really should be disqualified for not doing enough work or not. There's evidence that people on Medicaid don't know about the work rule. They don't have computers. They don't have phones. I, I mean, it's 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 nuts. They gave them a five-day grace period because the computer system broke down. Well, the computer system, most people don't know how to use or reach anyway. And they say, well, you can go to a county library and find a computer, presuming you know how to use a computer. And this is a glitchy system that's not open 24 hours a day. <laughs> My favorite thing was today is they've announced a new person at, at DHS who's in charge of, of communicating with Medicaid people about signing up for Medicaid and doing their work. So get in touch with her on Facebook. Well, <laughs> number one, you don't just have to have a computer to do Facebook. you got to have an unlimited data plan to do Facebook. You can't do it on a smartphone unless you got an unlimited data plan because it just floods too much data. Nobody can afford it. No poor person is going to pay for an unlimited data plan smartphone. This is just the height of insanity. The only hope to save this is a lawsuit that's pending in Washington that the work rule is uh, uncon- is illegal under the Medicaid statute, which they, the same judge has ruled that in a Kentucky case, and I'm I'm hopeful that happen. In the meanwhile, this rolling thing of there's going to be a new round of cutoffs every month, I think it's likely going to proceed at about five thousand a month, and a good sixty thousand people are going to be thrown off Medicaid before it's over. And I think that was the intention all along. Number one, the intention is to punish poor people, exact a pound of flesh out of them because. That makes conservatives feel good. But then also simply to reduce the size of the program by finding a way to throw people off. And this is on top of thousands who've lost their coverage because of glitches and they can't they try and check an address and the address isn't right. Poor people move a lot and they, they're not is they don't live in the same house for thirty years like I have and they don't have the same phone for thirty years like I have and so there are just problems in this, and rather than seeking ways to help people who need help, the state of Arkansas is seeking ways to screw them, and it's, and it's a sad thing, but that appears to be what the voters want. 
Okay. Well, let's leave it there and move on to endorsements. What do you got this week? Well, my wife thinks I'm just horribly lowbrow, but I'm I, I'm liking this Ozarks, the second season of it. You know, this is the Netflix series on a a money launderer and a rural crime family, somewhat reminiscent of the Justified families, and you know, and international. Set in Missouri. Yeah, it's set in Missouri. I guess it was actually not filmed there, but you think it's on Lake of the Ozarks or somewhere, and it's just. Uh, I mean, the, the, the rural, the, the local folks have a real color to them that's good. And the, just, the, just the amorality of the money launderers is kind of fun to watch. And it's gotten also into legislative politicking and how you trade for votes in the Missouri legislature. And it's uh, pretty corrupt and it's pretty familiar, actually. So I've, I found it kind of enjoyable. All right. Uh, I don't. I don't know that I have anything great to endorse. Do you have but but else? one other thing I thought about today because it came up because they just went out of business. If you have, did I did I tout bad blood? No, I don't think so. The book by the Wall Street Journal reporter who broke the story on the totally fraudulent blood testing operation set up by the Stanford whiz kid and raised millions of dollars and then it turned out and she was the hottest thing going oh, right, right. the Waltons put money in it Theranos was the name yeah. of the company read that book it is it's stunning criminality by this woman who was just kind of I mean it wasn't to put I mean she kind of believed it but it was just sort of faith-based science and tens of thousands of people got blood tested at Walgreens by a system that just didn't work it's and potentially at health risk but it's I would recommend that book. And it's a book we listen to on tape driving around the Dakotas. And it's really well suited to it because it's just journalism and it's really well sourced. And you'll just be awestruck by the criminality. And she lined up all these big name people, James Madison, the Walton family, and just big name after George Schultz, big name after big name behind her because they were just taken by her charm and her salesmanship. And and it was just, it was the emperor's new clothes. There was nothing there. Are you going to read the Woodward book? You know, that's one of those books where I'm I'm, I'm kind of afraid that all the good stuff has been out in the press. But, yeah. But, you know, but maybe. it's it's It sounds pretty good. I was thinking I'd get the Kindle version and just binge it quick or maybe the audio book. I suspect it's a, it's a pretty quick read. Yeah. But, you know, the quotes, it's, you know, although... I think everybody who says there's nothing new here is right, but the beauty of the the you know the real anecdotes illustrating what we are you know this is a reckless, irrational, ignorant, uh, intellectually incurious, mercurial, crazy man. Right. But I mean, the reporting has made that pretty clear for the last two years. Sure. I mean, more more scenes, people will eat that up. But yeah, no, I mean, bring it to life is the key. Um, and what did you think about the anonymous Tom's op-ed? Oh, I have a mixed emotions about that. Again, it's another piece that that only tells us what we already knew. Uh, I've, you know, I am kind of in league with those who read him or her and say I'm not reassured by a bunch of people I don't know saying, "Don't worry, we've got this covered." Particularly since most of what they're doing is awful. To, I mean, as Chris Hayes noted, uh, they didn't take the child separation order off sure. his desk. I mean, and they they did a terrible tax cut, and they've done crazy things defensively. And I mean, 
I, I, I feel no confidence that this guy's in charge of anything. Right. And so, I mean, I, there's And the that. motivation is, is weird to consider. Yeah, I mean, Why the, would you the, do whole, this? The, the whole thing. I mean, I don't see that guy's any kind of hero, BFD. And, you know, I mean, there's sort of the journalistic question about the New York Times running it anonymously like they did. I mean, I don't know. That I, doesn't bother me at all. That, that doesn't bother me. I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think they get any trophy for doing it, but no. I'd, I'd have run it. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I knew who it was and thought it was, I mean, there is sort of a key question of how senior is senior. I mean, that, but. Well, I think they don't run it if it's not somebody significant. You would think, but, but this is also the newspaper that gave us a load of bullshit on email. So sure. I mean, the, I, I, their credibility is not 100%. Right. Do you think the person will be outed? You know, odds are yes, although it's interesting. You know, they, they identified uh, the guy that wrote the Clinton Romana Cliff in about two days through forensic analysis of writing styles. But as they pointed out in this, if this is a truly high person, they might be a person that has a speechwriter. Right. And so there are going to be a lot of fingerprints on that person's writing that don't, like my writing, I have so many ticks. I mean, if you could run mine through a machine, I'd be found in three seconds yeah. if, if I tried to write something anonymously. But I think it'll probably be a little bit harder for this person. And as somebody pointed out, it wasn't the greatest writing in the world. It was just full of cliches and worn out phrases and stuff. And so, I, you know, who knows? Do you have a guess? No, I don't have one. I mean, though, when somebody said it was a sick, egotistical, self-important jerk, I thought, what, Trump wrote it? Well, I, the, I saw a similar thing and suggested that it was Pence. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are looking at Pence for that, yeah, for that reason. But, you know, uh, anyone who would think that joining the Trump administration at any point was a good idea probably would fit all those descriptions. Oh, yeah, I mean, the problem about this is, is these are people who essentially believe in him and what he's doing. It's just that... It's kind of more of a stylistic thing, you know? I mean, it's right. they like all this awful stuff he's doing, deregulation and, and and war talk and tax cuts and, you know, screwing the immigrants. I mean. But also have a, see sort of great man or great woman in themselves. I can see being mad at us, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, that, there, there are any number of them that look like uh, likely, likely can't. Probably not Sarah Sanders. I don't know if she's a senior official. Yeah, I don't. That seems unlikely. It'd be funny, though. Uh, My quick endorsement is the new Travis Scott record, Astroworld. Travis Scott's a Houston rapper, sort of singer. It's an excellent end of the summer uh, by the pool, riding around through windows down album, Uh, especially the song he does with with Frank Ocean, the great R&B singer. Check it out. Uh, thanks for listening. Subscribe via iTunes. Give us a rating and review and check out all our other podcasts. I think it's arctimes.com slash podcasts and you can see them all and subscribe to them there. Check with us next week and read uh, arktimes.com. Subscribe. Tell your friends. See ya.